When was the last year that Christmas mesmerized you? Perhaps you can think of a childhood moment when your eyes lit up to see a certain present waiting for you under the Christmas tree. Or maybe it was a significant Christmas in your young adulthood when something important happened, like you got engaged. Or maybe when you dreamed about your future by twinkly Christmas lights. Or maybe that mesmerizing Christmas moment was with children of your own. Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and thank you for joining me in this Family Disciple Me podcast. This episode goes along with our Advent series, The Gospel Gift, Truth Number 3, God's Gift to Us, is Our Savior, Jesus Christ. The discipleship conversation that goes along with this podcast is available in the show notes or also at FamilyDiscipleMe.org. Now, when I think of a couple of my own favorite mesmerizing Christmas moments over the years, one of those was seeing my engagement ring catch the Christmas lights and send sparkles in every direction. And then five or so years later, seeing our firstborn's eyes shine as we nestled her under the Christmas tree and she was mesmerized by the lights. I'm sure you have those shiny, glittery memories in your own heart. We all do. And these are part of the wonderful, mesmerizing aura of Christmas. And yet, I wonder why these awe and wonder-filled moments are usually memories instead of every year experiences at Christmas. I'm pretty sure we all love the idea of wonder at Christmas. We all love the concept of sparkly, awe-filled, mesmerizing moments during the holidays. But it seems to me that... At least in my own life, when I think of awe and wonder at Christmas time, I usually revert to a memory rather than talk about the Christmas story itself. Like if I'm recounting to you my most amazing, mesmerizing Christmas memories, that God's Christmas gift has so overwhelmed me, I seldom include that in my list of Christmas highlights. That might be a strange perspective to you because you might think that as a pastor's wife or a ministry leader, I would only be thinking about Jesus at Christmas. But honestly, I think we all need a jumpstart, a reset in what mesmerizes us at the holidays. Trust me, I'm not against holiday traditions. In fact, I recommend them. I think we should make all the wonderful, twinkly family and friend memories that we possibly can. But I am feeling so inspired and compelled that we can do so much more than that. And I think that the angels themselves can be our examples. Let me explain. Recently, I've been thinking a lot about the angels' reactions to God's Christmas gift. When we think of Christmas, we think of angels, do we not? We decorate with them. We sing about them. We enjoy the glory and the beauty of them because the angels are so intertwined with the story of Christmas. Angels delivered the message of Christ's birth. Angels sang the song of joy and angels declared the good news of peace on earth. Our verse this week is the oh-so-familiar passage from Luke in which the angels said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. 
And then just a few verses later, they said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. The angels were overjoyed, celebratory. They were exulting and praising. But I think that perhaps we're so familiar with their words in the Christmas story that these can almost become casual or passe to us. We externally celebrate with the angels God's gift of Christ and salvation each year at Christmas time, and yet perhaps the mesmerizing depth of his gift has lost its overwhelming significance. As I've been thinking about this, I found a scripture that has grabbed me and begun to restore my sense of wonder in Christmas. While we are well familiar with the verse regarding angels in the Christmas story, the verse I just read, I think most of us are probably less familiar with what Jesus' disciple Peter wrote about angels. 1 Peter 1 says this, Though you do not see Jesus, you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about that grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. We know from the Christmas story that angels sang with joy. They declared the good news. We imagine these angels by hanging ornaments of them on our Christmas trees or putting a few of them around our manger scenes. We decorate our Christmas cards and make holiday scenes with angels. It's wonderful for us to celebrate Christ's birth with angels, but it's an even better thing to step back and think about why they were celebrating. Here's why. The Apostle Peter tells us in 1 Peter 1 that it's because for millennia they had heard the prophecies about salvation. They saw the plan of God unfolding and the announcements about the gospel being made to humanity, and they were curious about how it would all come to take place, how the gospel gift would be wrapped up and presented to humanity. They longed to see how it would all come together. Indulge me for just a moment as I talk about the Greek words used in this phrase. The agalos, the heavenly messenger angel beings, epithumeo, that is, they longed for, they set their hearts upon, they focused passionately and greatly desired very, very much to paracupto, to stoop, to peer in, to look down, to look intently on, to inspect curiously. Theirs wasn't just a casual observant of the unfolding of the gospel gift and salvation. The angels were captivated by what the God of the universe was doing on the behalf of the beings so otherly, so different than themselves, those beings called humanity, that is, us. The word paracupto has a connotation of bending down on one's knees, looking down on something lower, which sure gives imagination to the mental picture of angels sitting on clouds watching. 
And not just watching, but literally mesmerized, celebrating God's gift to humanity. I can't say I ever thought of it this way before. Have you? The angels through the ages longed to see what God was doing for us, not just in creating or sustaining creation, not just in hearing and answering our prayers, not just in giving us breath and keeping the world spinning, as great as all those things are. Scripture teaches that the angels were particularly passionate about watching God's plan of salvation unfold. And when God's gift to us, our Savior Jesus Christ, was born, the angels celebrated because they saw it for what it really was, the best, most marvelous, breathtaking, awe-inspiring, remarkable, dazzling, miraculous, awesome unfolding of salvation for humanity. This was the thing into which angels longed to look, and when they saw it, They praised and proclaimed it as recorded in the book of Luke in the Christmas story. Which brings me back to us. Because honestly, sometimes I think we lose the mesmerizing wonder of Christmas. And I'm not just talking about the childish wonder of lights on Christmas trees and special memories along the way. I'm talking about the wonder of just how mesmerizing a gift God gave us when he sent us Jesus. We need a gift we cannot give ourselves or each other. God has the power to give us the gift we need. These are the first two truths of our Advent series, The Gospel Gift. The third truth is this. God's gift to us is our Savior, Jesus Christ. God gave us the gift we needed in Jesus. And, well, this isn't old news. It's the best news. It's the gospel gift news. And maybe it's time for all of us to reconnect the mesmerizing truth of this to our hearts again. And as we reconnect the awe and wonder of God's gift to our own hearts, then we become like the angels singing, proclaiming, celebrating, and, well, let me put it in the language of family disciple me, discipling others into its significance. The angels weren't silent that first Christmas because they were mesmerized by the reality of it. They had longed to see God's gift, and when they saw it, they couldn't help but celebrate it, talk about it, focus on it, And we can do the same. As the final countdown to Christmas is on, let's recenter our hearts and celebrate. I mean, really celebrate what this season is about. The greatness of God's gift is something into which angels longed to look, but which we as humanity get to experience. They were on the fringes observing. We are on this earth enjoying. If they, as observers and investigators of this gift of salvation, could be so delighted and enraptured by it, what emotions might we, as the experiencers of this salvation gift, be able to engage this holiday season? This Christmas, as we talk about the third truth in our Advent series, The Gospel Gift, may we take the time to really 
see the thing into which angels longed to look. And let's celebrate this salvation for what it really is, for what it really means, perhaps like never before. Scripture says that because the angels celebrated, then the shepherds celebrated. And maybe as you and I celebrate God's gift like never before, those entrusted to us will understand and celebrate like never before too. Let's have a wonderful, mesmerizing Christmas filled with awe and wonder, making family memories, having wonderful times with friends entrusted to us, but most of all, being mesmerized by God's gift to us, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, go with God, friends. Have a wonderful Christmas. May it be a year, the memory of which you never forget, but also a year in which the mesmerizing joy of it you experience year after year for the rest of your life and then for an eternity with Christ himself, God's gift to us.